you're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of the Netflix original series, The Witcher. I'm JD. I'm Josh. Let's talk about Betrayer Moon. Oh, I didn't even realize that was the name of this episode. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that the symbol at the beginning... Mm -hmm. Uh, of every episode is different. I have. I'm just waiting for someone to get it tattooed, like the eight symbols. Hmm. <laughs> so, any any clue as to why that is? I'm. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into it. I've just thought maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's a very logical, reasonable explanation behind it, but I haven't re- researched it at all. Maybe all will be revealed later, perhaps because. Uh, we do know that the timelines, for sure, uh, in this episode, mm-hmm. well, can we say for sure, we feel reasonably confirmed that they are not, uh, events are not happening in well, the, at the same time. You see a young and an old king, uh, what was his name? Ada and Ada Fultest. We'll get it by... Uh, season three. Yeah, full test. <laughs> full test and auto. Full stop. Yeah, full stop. <laughs> full stuff. Um, I may have cheated a little. Oh. Uh, so, did it, you read the book? No. Uh, yeah, yes. In our, <laughs> well, it's not, that I, it's not that I haven't had time, right? Because right. we recorded our last episodes uh, what, before Christmas. Right, right before Christmas. Yeah. And here we are well after New Year. So, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we haven't seen you since last year. And, and, let me just, let's, let's, Push pause for just a second here. Yeah. This is the first time I've, we've actually been in the same room yeah. in uh, in your new studio. Yes. Uh, what what are we calling this? this uh, I don't know because we've had some horrible names. <laughs> what do you mean horrible names? When we were back doing the nth cast, the nth castle. But you called mine the murder palace. Well, that's because <laughs> where you lived was. Quite murdery. <laughs> well, I remember the first time you came there, you texted me like, yeah, there's people, people truck fucking right next to me. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> it just sounds like, yeah. Well, that, that was that, happening. That makes sense. <laughs> Not quite murder. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was perfectly fine during the rough. day. Hey, you got to work with the budget you got. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can't <laughs> wait for another 50 feet. Yeah, to get into the <laughs> into the apartment here, I don't. I mean, what is happening? There's probably eight people living in that apartment. There's no private room. This is the <laughs> this is the only privacy yeah. we can get. Truly, it wasn't that private? Speaking of privacy, what a brilliant segue! Yeah, because early in this episode, Jennifer and Istred. Oh man, yeah. Let me just tell you, I really. I, uh, identified with that scene. Why? <laughs> In what way? Who doesn't imagine that there's a crowd of people standing around watching? Weren't they magically uh, created? Yes, though? of course they were. <laughs> <laughs> because Istrid's like, make them do something. They're just watching. So she made them clap. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Yay. there you go. Who doesn't want an uh, audience? That's right. You did it, buddy. Yeah. Who doesn't want Good. a round of applause? Good. Well done. Good job. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't finish uh, telling yeah. uh, 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 how I kind of cheated. Um, they uh, Netflix has an official behind the scenes uh, podcast. Oh, do they? And the 
first episode dropped either yesterday or today. Nice. Everything runs together for me. It could be this whiskey. rather large glass of whiskey You're welcome. that you poured me. Uh, I think it's maybe a hundred and well, that's 120, a, 120 proof. It's, it's a single barrel. Oh, <laughs> man. So if I can make it through to the end of this, you can do it. we're all doing good. Uh, they confirmed that it was a very deliberate choice to film. Uh, actually, Yennefer and uh, Siri, mm-hmm. um, they didn't come along until like book three, apparently. Yeah. And so they knew that they couldn't leave them out. And so they there's like, basically, we're going to spend all this time weaving all these, getting letting you get to know these characters mm-hmm. so that when they do come together later, uh, you can then see how people change and their relationships change. And I thought, oh, man, that, well, that makes a lot of sense. So Geralt's story in season one Mm-hmm. And we're only halfway through. We're talking mm-hmm. about episode three now. Yeah. Um, is over the course of 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yennefer's is over the course of 70 years. Mm. And series is just like a couple of weeks. Right. So <clears throat> it's like you're reading a book. Yeah. You know, if you've ever read one of those high fantasy novels like George R.R. R. Martin, there's chapters that of like from an individual's point of view that are happening mm. sometimes concurrently, sometimes not. So it's it's like a, it's a way to tell a story, and by the end, once you finish it, it should weave together. Sometimes some really famous fantasy authors decide, well, I'm just going to tell the same story that I've told before uh, through yeah the different perspective yeah yeah or or, or tell uh, write a whole other book yeah <laughs> during the same time period same just time from period. a different perspective That's right. It has to be two books because it's too much. That's right. That that was not a subtle dig. No, George R. R. No, not at all. Uh, at all. Uh, no, he's great. It's taking him twenty years to write book six, but whatever. It's okay. Okay, so do you do we want to do like we did last time and just kind of stick with individual timelines, individual stories, or do we want to jump around? I got enough whiskey in me that I don't care. <laughs> got it. Got it. So. Yennefer is about to say her vows to become a mage. Right. And they are going to send her to her home kingdom, um, which is called, I just had it. That's fine. Yeah. Adam, Adern, Adern, A-E-D-I-R-N, Adern. <laughs> now, now people know we're from Texas. Yes, Adern. Adern. And so, because that's where she's from, and they know the king from there wants someone from his own kingdom. It's fair. Which is fair. Who don't? But when the mages, the high, like the high council, are having a discussion about where to go, it is revealed Yennefer's secret, and the reason that her spine is crooked is because of her elvish blood. And there's no way that King Virfural, God, these names, that the king of Adern would accept someone with elven blood. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that she's ugly mm-hmm. because he's, you know, because apparently they can remake themselves and reshape themselves. Mm-hmm. So she'll be able to become beautiful. But the elvish blood is going to be a deal breaker for him. However, it was a secret that none of the other mages knew, but Yennefer told Istred, and Istred told his master, Strickabor. And now everybody knows. Yeah. Because a hotel, everybody. 
Yeah. I mean, isn't that the way it is? It is. You can't, you got to know who to trust. You know, you know, my daddy always told me if you don't want somebody to know a secret, yeah. then don't tell nobody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just it's the only it way that works, man. Yeah. Uh, I think she comes out on the good end of that. I, that's what I like about this episode, because in particular, we learn, and, and I guess we're going to see more of that, but I, I'm already liking, how, having listened to that podcast behind the scenes, and kinda, how, exactly, uh, to understand, hey, this was a deliberate choice, and now that I do fully uh, uh, understand that it is, over you know these stories are over a longer it adds a whole different complexity that doesn't really spoil anything for me but helps bring a richness to Yennefer's character that I don't know if I would appreciate and we'll see how it goes for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. Uh, but knowing that her story takes place over decades yeah uh, I think is going to really give her character a richness um, that you don't maybe see a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And her motivation, like when her and Estrada are fighting and arguing, we're kind of find out what they want mm-hmm. out of life, why mm-hmm. they became a mage. And Estrada's like, now you'll never get to be the chance to be beautiful. And he's like, I she's like, that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to be powerful. Right. That's it. Which, which tells me she he didn't really know her right. all that well, did he? No, and I mean, <laughs> he I, he saw her, and we thought maybe he saw her differently, mm-hmm. but he still saw her as this broken thing that needed to be fixed. Yeah. And by saying her vows and becoming beautiful, she would be fixed, and they could be happy and read dusty tomes for the rest of their lives. But <laughs> that's not what she wanted. I want to be powerful. Or perform in front of an audience. Oh, yeah. Next time, make the audience bigger. Exactly. And where does it stop? Where does it stop? (laughs) If you're not performing (laughs) in front of everyone. (laughs) So, but she misses her graduation ceremony Mm -hmm. because, like we said earlier, she's supposed to go to Adern, but (laughs) with uh, with the revelation of her past, they decide to send Fringilla one of the high mages, like niece, I believe, mm-hmm. to Adern instead, and they're going to send Yennefer to Nilfgaard. And we know about Nilfgaard from our previous episodes. We do. Not the best. And she's not having it. She's like, well, why on earth would you send me there? You know, They're not going to listen to me. They're just using me as a plaything, and that's not what I want. I want people who will listen to me. I want to influence the world. Didn't they refer, wasn't Nilfgaard referred to as the shit rag? Yes, of, of the north. <laughs> so it's the thing you wipe your ass with. Yeah, yeah it's not, it doesn't have the highest reputation. Wow. <laughs> Which is interesting because now that script get, was flipped in the, you know, the first episode, mm-hmm. right? So it's interesting bit of storytelling it's like, well, we already know better, but now we're seeing this, and it adds a whole different flavor and complexity. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, I enjoy, even though it's non, it's completely non-linear, which yeah. I'm fine with. I mean, yeah, you have to. But if I, I wish I'd have known that going in the first episode. Okay, I, but after the first episode, because I remember talking with Seal, I was like, man, that first episode was kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. But then I watched the second one; it was the same way, and then I kind of figured out. Then I was like, okay, this is 
just kind of jumps everywhere, which is fine. I just didn't know that going in. Once you have that information, does it change your opinion of earlier episodes? No, see, I enjoyed the earlier episodes, but I was like, okay, this first episode, they were trying to throw everything at it. Mm. Now going back knowing, I'm like, okay, I could actually see better storytelling than I thought. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, Jennifer missed her graduation. But before we get to her climax, let's talk about what's going on with Geralt. <laughs> like what yeah, I, that, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> let's go. That was great. Geralt, um, he's visiting a lady of the night, but he doesn't have money to pay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sure don't. <laughs> so he's like, I'll leave my horse and I'll go collect payment because there's got to be a monster around here to kill. Just- just wait, yeah. Just yeah. wait here. I'll, I'll I'll be back. I'll be back soon. Thank you for everything that you've done. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Right, thanks for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love how the like the innkeeper's like, I'm not afraid of you, Witcher. And he's like, Yeah, you are. He just kind of stares him down. He's like, mm, But you are. I really wanted him to say, You will be right. You will be because in Tamaria, there was another a monster that killed another Witcher. Yeah, which is. A big deal. Like, you think that witchers, if they're all like Geralt, they're fine. But apparently they're not. I mean, that witcher even seemed afraid. He did. And you never see any fear from Geralt at all. Mm -mm. No emotion at all, which I think is just a wives' tale. It's not truth about witchers. Not having emotions. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I just think Geralt himself puts off kind of this air of being blasé and not caring. But he really does. But you could see from his well, actions. he's he's very Han Solo ish yeah. in that regard, right? Yeah. Uh, they make ref. Well, that's the next episode. We'll yeah. get into that. But he is very Han Solo ish in the in the sense that he he says he doesn't care, yeah. but he does. Yeah, he says he doesn't feel, but he does. But he does, and he's very direct with what he says. Very. Yeah, that's right. Because he goes to Tamaria, and they kick him out at first. They're like, we don't need a witcher here. This witcher took our money and ran. But he's stopped by Triss Marigold, the sorceress mm-hmm. for King Folstead. How do you remember all these names? <laughs> I'm reading them. <laughs> <laughs> I would remember Triss. Touche. <laughs> well, yeah. I understand. Yeah, exactly. I understand. So We'll talk more later. Yeah, She shows uh, Geralt the bodies. And Geralt is able to recognize the monster, and it's a Striga. And Triss is like, those aren't real. <laughs> Geralt's like, what are you, t- witcher, I'm a witcher, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And he gets that look like, oh God, here we go again, I gotta explain this. What's it gonna take for people? I, re- I really thought that this episode, it, I love the way that it opened. Yes. Because I felt a very werewolfy. Yes. Uh, vibe. I was like, yes, I'm here for this. That's what I assumed it was. Yeah. It was a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's what they thought it was at first. Well, because, because they said in the opening it was yeah, a, oh, a werewolf type thing. That young man. Yeah. And they he had died. To, yeah. So what an interesting way to kind of take mythology and twist it mm-hmm. to be still a monster, but not the monster you thought it was, right? Whereas it's it's almost like monster inception in the sense that you kind of throwing us a curveball because a lot of movies it's like 
Well, you know, like Scooby-Doo, it's a supernatural yeah. thing until it's not. It's a dude in a mask. Dude in right? a mask, yeah. But here, oh, it's a monster. It's a, it's this werewolf. And it's like, no, it wasn't a werewolf. But it was another kind of monster, which yeah. once we learn. And Astriga, the way that it's made, <laughs> it's curse on a pregnant mother. Right. Right. And then he goes into detail like this thing is just growing inside the mother mm. and eating. And eventually it eats its, it's way, way out. out. It's just so hungry. Right. And I then, can't be contained. Right. And then once it gets out, it kills everything. Mm. And so they're trying to, there's a bit of a CSI thing going on because they're trying to figure out who did the curse and why would they do that to Princess Otta? Because she was well loved by everybody. Mm-hmm. And the Witcher, of course, being able to see things, deduces that the and father smell, and smell things and smell things. <laughs> the father is King Folstead, Ada's brother. Mm. Which he confronts Ada straight to his face. I mean, King Folstead straight to his face, like throws the guards out of the room, locks the door, and he's like, oh, "My men will kill you, Witcher." That's eh, fine. Um, uh, whatever. I'm not worried. Today, tomorrow, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. If I die, I die. <laughs> whatever. It means nothing. However, but he gets him basically to confirm it. Mm-hmm. So they do um, some recon. Him and Triss go to the castle where the Triga is. And there mm-hmm. is where he uses his powers. His powers. Smell <laughs> Utron oh 5000. Because <laughs> when he confronts Ostrich. And he's like, I smelled what you did on that bed recently. You're like, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was, I kind of liked that. I mean, it was gross, but he gives him. Yes, it was. It was very gross. He gives them opportunity to say, I could smell, uh, you know, what what was happening, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. But then he took it that step further and I could, I could smell what you. Yeah. Specific second, yeah. I gave you an opportunity to fess up. You didn't take it. Mm-hmm. He takes a step in closer, yeah. and just the, your, your scent was on her sheets. I gotta, I gotta tell you, Cable, Cable's really stepping into this character yeah. and bringing, uh, bringing a, a certain, uh, I, I don't know, panache is not the right word because that's not really, that's not really. But he's bringing a certain. I don't know. I don't know if I could see anybody else playing this character. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And I questioned his voice acting at first, mm-hmm. but the more that I watch it, the more I think that he's nailing it mm-hmm. because he's got that deep, you know, no raspy, not care. But then when he steps into the fear mm-hmm. or the passion or the compassion, it's just subtle changes in the way that he speaks. It's still the guttural thing, still there, but it's just like man. I, you could feel it, and it's just a slight change. I think he's doing great. Even his hmms yeah. change yes. ever so slightly. Yeah. So there's some nuance yeah. there that I really, really appreciate. And it's it's clear that The Witcher only has two modes. It's yeah. either fuck or hmms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Women are money. There needs not be anything else. That's all there is. So he, Ostrit will not tell him how to lift the curse. So what he does, he, he talks to Fol, Foltest, and Foltest admits finally that it's his daughter, and because the Witcher says he has a plan to save her. And if it works, yay. If it doesn't work, he'll be dead. Which is interesting, again, like most people <laughs> would just kill the monster. Right. But the compassion that Geralt has for this broken 
lost creature that had nothing to do with its predicament. That's right. If it can That's be right. saved, he's going to save it. That's right. Because it's a girl who didn't ask. It was never even born. Yeah. Didn't ask for any of this. Yeah. Didn't ask for any of this. Um, wow, that scene where they were on the in, uh, bridge mm-hmm. there and the king's talking with him. And what, what a nice little scene there. Yeah. You know, I I envy you, Witcher. Never having to fall in love. Yeah. And I felt... I felt like that stung the Witcher a little bit, but he didn't because there was a nice little pause there yeah. of contemplation, but he wouldn't allow himself to show any emotional response to that. But I sensed that that hit that struck a chord. I mean, because there's a lot of callbacks to Winfrey from episode one, the princess mm. that he tried to save before and killed. Mm. So I don't know if he loved her or... If he feels bad that he was unable to save her, and that's why he's trying to save this girl, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think it was love mm-hmm. because it was it was a brief encounter. And I mean, and love can be instantaneous. That's true, but I think it was more. Well, the, I wasn't able to save her, and I had to end her, and I don't want to have to do that again. Well, it doesn't have to be romantic love no. for it to be a deep love. Sure. So, <clears throat> yeah, no, that, that it's again. The way that they're weaving this story in these early episodes is yeah. giving us, I feel, a, a depth to each of these main characters that's really going to pay off mm-hmm. um, way better than if they would have just thrown us into the mix with them all together, or, you know, going off on some quest. Yeah. And having each of these uh, episodes be a self-contained uh, almost like a little uh, monster of the week mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. Um, is is working for me. Yeah, I, because there's an overarching story. It's right. not like a sitcom where it's a different you know thirty minute thing every time. And we we don't know a lot about that. We know enough yeah. to keep everything moving forward. I don't know. It's just I I'm just really appreciative of the decision making behind the scenes that was made to tell this the story that they're telling and it's just um it's not like anything that is on uh right now agreed and um and i've been thinking about this a lot you know most people know my stance on binge watching yes uh, you and i have the same stance <laughs> on binge watching um but i don't mind it in this sense um of course we're only watching uh, several at a yeah. time because we don't want to get too far ahead yeah. i guess i wouldn't mind um doing uh one per week yeah. but having if i sat down and watched all eight of these at once i feel like i would enjoy it Yes. Uh, just because of the way the story's being told. And I don't think any of the other series on Netflix or even Stranger Things and some of the yeah. other ones lend themselves. I, I like to still parse it out a little bit so I have a little bit of time to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I mean, this one, it, being most of the episodes are over an hour. Yeah. It, it's like, I'm fine just watching one. But I, I think I could, like in a weekend, watch them all. I think maybe because I want to know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, want, I want to know what's going on. This here. is the first set of series in a while that is really like capturing me mm. in that way. Like Stranger Things, like you said, is good. But 
season three or whatever. I watched the first couple and then I waited like a week to watch yeah. it anymore and I was fine. Yeah. I was fine. It'll be there. Yeah. It'll be there. Yeah. I've got other things I got to do. You probably figured out, you know, where they're kind of going. Yeah. And you just want to, it's just a matter of the the exercise of going through the journey. Yeah. Um, there Definitely. isn't breaking any new ground or anything there. Right. Which this, I'm not saying the show is groundbreaking, but. No. It's, it's I think different. It, it's different. It's, it's people saying it's similar to Game of Thrones and I see some similarities, but I don't think very many. No. It's just because it's set in a fantasy world with magic and swords. Cool. Yeah. 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 No. So let's talk about the climax. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Hold on. Let me take a sip of <laughs> I know. I, I'm going to drink some water too. Cool off. Get a towel. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Yennefer decides, even though she missed her initiation, wasn't able to do her enchantments. She's like, I don't care. And she basically gets the, the sorcerer who can transform her to agree to shape her into the woman that she wants to be. That's right. Because but, we get to decide. As mages, yes, uh, we get to decide. Right. Everybody yeah. else sees a flaw in the reflection. We won't. No. Because we've created ourselves the perfect way that we want to be. So he's like, oh, let me prepare the herbs for you. Uh, no need. <laughs> you don't want to sit through this. I can do it. I got this. Oh, what a what an interesting decision. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why... She made that. You have any thoughts on that? I think she, I think it was more of the, I want to be powerful. I want to prove that I'm powerful Mm, and being able to sit through this transformation. And I don't want to miss me going from this ugly being that I was to this beautiful being that I chose to be. I need to be part of that process. Oh, I can get down with that. But Feel, feel that struggle. Yeah. Because I think for her. Her transformation was probably more stark than anybody else's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she had a lot of, I mean, her body had to be reshaped. It was pretty gnarly. Yeah. So I'm guessing they had to take a piece of her out. Yes, because magic, the way magic works, something yes. has to be given. We've right. learned that early. Mm-hmm. So like something has to be given to for other things to happen. It can't be created from nothing. So she had to sacrifice being able to bear children in the future. To be powerful. Right. And beautiful. So, I mean, and that was weird where they... That's an easy choice. Yeah. <laughs> where they removed her, her... Was that her uterus? Sure. I don't I don't know what I, it looks like. I I, I've never seen one maybe. in person. So... Because <laughs> they're normally in, inside other people. So, I mean, I've never seen... Other... Them. Well, yeah. 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 Not all other people. About, about half. About half. <laughs> about half of all other people have That's one. right. <laughs> I don't goodness. know the exact We should figure. probably move on before we get hate mail. Right. I don't know. I don't know. And so, and then he, the he paints on her face, you know, her little cheek and then her back where her shoulder kind of hunches and then says a, an enchantment and it starts to get gnarly. Oh, man. But at the same time. I over, thought I was watching anime. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Over on the other side, Geralt has tied up Ostrich. In the bed, and he's like, "Tell me how to lift the curse." I'm not going to tell you. Okay, tell me what you did. And he gets him to tell him what happened. He slaughtered a lamb, bathed in its blood until morning, which is just weird mm-hmm. in and of itself. And then said a phrase, and he told Geralt the phrase, and Geralt's like, "Oh shit, is that what I got to do?" So 
And Ostrich's like, oh, you have to battle this thing until dawn. Oh, no. Oh, thanks, bud. Appreciate that. <laughs> and it was quite the battle, too. Oh, and when the thing crawled out and you see the umbilical cord <laughs> behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still dragging. Yeah, but like, he's got like, I couldn't tell how many eyes or teeth and big, long arms and claws. It was like, that thing was serious. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. And, and it was it was wrecking shop on Geralt, man. It was it was going to town. Well, and then at some point he had some of his vials broken, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't use, I guess, his yeah. potions. And things I mean, but like he that. still he was able to break the floor just by tapping it twice, which yeah. was sweet. Yeah, but you could tell just he like was, in the video game, right? He wasn't trying to kill it, right? He's trying. He was trying. He could have easily killed it. Yeah, because then he put like the enchantment on the door, right? Because he was so that it couldn't escape. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was interesting to that all this uh, the transformation of Yennefer and and this battle of the Shriga were juxtaposed. Uh, yeah, they were going back and forth between those. Yeah, and um, you know, I think that was an interesting, um, interesting way to. I think they were trying to convey very similar information between the two situations okay what was that information well i don't know i'm I'm still trying to work this out um the only thing i can figure is it's just um both both characters were female characters that uh kind of came up in the world Mm -hmm. uh being uh victims of circumstance mm-hmm. right uh, this young girl has the curse put on her and so i mean who asked for that did yennefer ask to be born with a hump on her back right. and, and be disfigured and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um it being a, a somewhat of a i guess in a way a cinderella type of character sure right um now where it it kind of falls apart i guess is yennefer's choosing yeah. to transform herself um uh but the striga is going to eventually be transformed or the curse be lifted mm-hmm. um and so i'm not entirely sure what the yeah. parallel there is but i feel you know it was deliberate it was because they could have not spliced those things together and and if we We've watched more shows and TV than any human probably it's should. It's very true. Um, you, after a while, you get to to understand yeah. how certain stories are told. Yeah, and a lot of times they're open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Some are overt. I don't think this one was explicitly overt, but yeah. I we I think I feel like we know enough to know that it was deliberate, and yeah. it, maybe it won't come out till to later down the road. I right. don't know. What I was thinking when I watched it is it's kind of like a, uh, like a defining moment mm. or a defining trait for both of them. Like Geralt risking his life to save someone else and Yennefer altering herself in her pursuit of becoming the person that she wants to be. So almost like both of them doing, doing things that maybe other people would find out of character, but it's like defining for them. It's and that may be a stretch, but it's like these are two main characters, two very important characters 
who are having these big events in their life and they kind of juxtapose them mm. over each other. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Interesting. So Yennefer, she goes to the ball where all of the mages are now dancing with their new rulers. This episode could have been called Yennefer, the bell of the ball. Yes. Because everything stopped. Right. She shows up and you can see everybody in the audience like, damn. <laughs> Like damn, Gina. <laughs> yeah, <so he's> like, <laughs> and he she walks right up to her king. <laughs> that was a noble attempt. Thank you. Who the the one that she was supposed to be assigned to, mm-hmm. and introduces herself as Yennefer from wherever she's from. That's in the kingdom, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh. I might have a dance. How can I refuse a beautiful young woman? Did you know that I'm in the market for a maid from my own kingdom? Oh, you did. Well, let's dance. <laughs> and so, and then that pretty much condemns Fringilla, who the king didn't like anyway. She's going to be going to Nilfgaard. And Yennefer is going to get to go where she wanted to go. And she took matters into her own hands. She sure did. And I think maybe... Maybe that was the what they were trying to say yeah. between having those two scenes from together. You, not necessarily that someone sometimes sometimes to be rescued, you need to let somebody rescue you, sure. and sometimes you have to rescue yourself. Yeah, right. And I don't know. It, interesting. It, it is interesting because I feel like I don't know. I don't know. I think did, that this need- make, did this episode make you like the characters more, or I mean, it certainly taught us more about each character. Did it make me like them? More? How do you feel about Yennefer now after the transformation and after her kind of shift in attitude? Uh, I, I like her being empowered. Yeah, I like that for anyone. Absolutely. I, like, I don't like to see anyone. Uh, not be able to, you know, stand up for yeah. them. I appreciate so, the w- fact that she took matters into her own hands yeah. and did what she wanted. Yeah, and finally she was able to yeah. stand and go after what she wanted. Didn't bow to those other mages who were just playing their game. And yeah. she's like, I'm not going to be a pawn in your game anymore. I'm going to do right. what I want. Yeah, and she showed them. Yeah. So I like that. Now, do I like her as a character? Well, I'm not sure yet because yeah. I don't I mean, mind- we certainly saw all of her. The whole episode. M- multiple times. Ridiculous. Multiple times. And, Ridiculous. And, and if that was the level you were asking me about. That's not what I meant to do. Uh, I, no. uh, <laughs> yes is the answer. Always. Uh, always. Always. Yeah, always the answer. <laughs> Can you uh, just say yes for me real quick? <laughs> um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't know. I mean, she certainly she certainly could turn out to be a villain. Yes. Right. And so I like I like knowing that that's a possibility, mm-hmm. not necessarily that I want that for her, but it doesn't really what doesn't really matter what I want. It's no. what it's what's right for the story, what's right for the characters. Right. right. Um, so. I don't know. It, it show. I like that she was weak and timid and pulled herself up. Mm-hmm. Um, just needed a little bit of encouragement, and then yes, she kicked the door down. She needed a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of betrayal, <laughs> just a little, a little bit of betrayal, just a little. Uh, but isn't that the case? Always, right? yeah. you know, you need something to motivate you. Um, 
Well, most people do. I know I do. Betrayal is not always my first choice for motivation, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it works. How, you know, doesn't, how does, I wonder, does betrayal not, when has betrayal never not demanded some sort of response? Definitely. I mean, it always demands a response, right? I feel like you that's can't be human ne- nature. You can't be neutral. No. You can't be meh no. about I mean, and the, the level of response is varies by person, by betrayal, but I feel like there should be a response to betrayal. And so maybe a lot of this was dealing with the consequences of betrayal as yeah. well. Um, you On one side of the equation, you've got someone that says, I'm not taking this mess no more. Right. I'm going to be who I want to be. And then the other side of the betrayal is, man, you got to get a lot of other people and sometimes a lot of other people get involved to... Uh, right or wrong. Yeah. And you start, there's a lot of other collateral, there can be a lot of other collateral damage mm. that you didn't anticipate. And I think that's certainly true for the curse that was placed yes. here. It's like, there was no intent. You were trying to get back at old dude over here and look what you did. Look well, what you did. Well, he, he wanted Os, uh, Falstead, that's his name, Falstead. His I, I kingdom, quit trying. His, his kingdom to <laughs> fall apart for his people to betray him, for his people to stop having faith in him. And he didn't care the cost. Yeah. He didn't care the poor, innocent child's life that he ruined or the other people that got murdered by the cursed child. He didn't care. He's like, I want, betray- I want, uh, I want revenge on him because he turned my lover against me and they're related. Yeah. Consequences be yeah. damned. Yeah. And a lot of innocent lives. Yeah. Get- love is blind. What did he say? Is like- that love though? Really? Love costs, lo, lo, cast long shadows or whatever. Isn't that what the king said? Something. And at the very end. To that effect. The very end, we see Cirilla. And oh, yeah. She, she goes oh, into yeah. a dense. It's very brief. Forgot about her. It's the very end of the episode. She goes into a dense forest. And she's like in a trance and she hears voices calling her and she walks into this forest. And Dara, the elf boy, he tries to follow after her and there's like a weird scene with, you know, skull skeletons and like a, the remnants of a battle on the ground. Yeah. And then he gets shot with an arrow. <laughs> well, somebody was shooting at him and yes. then he finally got hit. Yeah. And then she goes into the forest following the voices and that's where the episode ends. I mean, whenever I hear voices calling to me. Follow. Uh, from out of the forest. I always think to myself, well, hey, I can always use new buyers. Yeah, I need so. to see, Exactly. <laughs> I need to go see what this is about. For sure. <laughs> that's right. I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know it's going to be... <laughs> Awesome. Something. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. That good was, episode. I was good ep- I've, I've liked every episode. Yeah. So far. So far, yeah. so good. Yeah. So, um, I guess we're going to be back real soon with episode four. But in the meantime, there's a couple things you can do for us if you don't already. You should follow us on social media. You should. That's at Recap FM. Yes. At Recap FM. No dot. No dot in that. Unless you're going to the website. Right. Which, which is, there is a dot. Recap.fm. Right. Which has... All of our social media on there. Uh, on there, you can connect us, and you can listen to all the other yes. fantastical there's some, shows that we do. There's some very excellent content on that website, if I do say so much. And we got it categorized. Yes, there's all kinds of nifty little buttons. Yeah. If you don't like fantasy shows, maybe you like sci-fi or horror or anime. 
or any of that crap. Yeah. yeah. So you could just click on a button. It takes you to a page and there's like a player there and you can listen to all the episodes and you can yeah. subscribe to them and you can listen to them whenever you want to. Right. It's just, I, I don't know. It's a veritable cornucopia yeah. of entertainment. For your ear holes. That's right. That's what's great about podcasts is you can listen to them whenever. And the best part is that neither of us are on all of them. That's true. So you get a variety. That's right. If you're tired of listening to us. I mean, we're the best, but there are other people who well, try. There are I other even, people who try. I don't even know if we had to say that out loud. I thought people just <laughs> knew that. It's true. Just that that was like common knowledge. Yeah. We do appreciate you listening. Very we much. do uh, want to hear from you. So hit us up on social media and we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye.